was cracking? I mean, bro, there's just so much to unpack at this point. I honestly don't know where to start. Right? Like, and, and my thing is that we could talk about big shit and small shit. I'm more so into the small shit because the small shit is the shit that really plagues us day to day. I'm not really into the, you know, false anger and like, man, come on, man, that bullshit. But the shit that's really that we all deal with day in and day out that's going in and we acting like we don't see this shit. This is just this is just mind blowing to me. Okay. Right, like, yeah. Uh, let me see where I'm gonna start at. Uh, I want to start and kind of bring all this full circle. Okay, how about this? Black people are dying all types of ways. Right. Yeah. The only thing we care about is suicide and like homicide. Yeah. Right, like. Yeah, niggas do the whole outrage. Oh, fuck cancer, and but that's copy cut paste. Like that, that nobody, none of you guys are saying anything in your own words. Yeah, a lot right? of you're sharing. You know, uh, hey, bro, whatever happened to us caring about all the missing black women? Remember, like missing black women was like a big deal. Yeah. It like is. now, it's like we don't really care about that anymore. Yeah. Like one of the leading ways that black people die or end up in certain predicaments is the hospital. Right? Yeah. But nobody, like when, when you die in a hospital, it's not like getting murdered. They have a movie out about this dude that killed hundreds of people in hospitals. And I'm watching this shit and I'm all like, oh, the reason why you was able to get away with that was you was doing it in a hospital. If you was running around shooting people, killing them any other type of way, you wouldn't have been able to get away with that. Right? Yeah. So there's this false sense of credibility that these motherfuckers have that even when we catch them, They'll be able to do it. We got to literally catch them with the blood on their hands. Uh, let, let's, let's move quick. Um, I put a video of an uh, old Denzel Washington interview. Yeah, and he was talking about, he was, he was in front of a bunch of Jewish people. And they were pitching, pitching the movie to him. And they just had all type of weird, disrespectful shit in there. They wanted the nigga to put a noose around his neck. All this shit. Now, when he's telling this story, he's sitting up in front and the crowd is entertained. They're laughing. He's telling them horrific shit. But then when he goes into, yeah, kind of like you all going into a shower and it's really a gas chamber. That's not funny. But as soon oh, as I got it. it. Hold up one second. I'm going to play it. Yeah, he was supposed to be... Uh, he raped a white woman, and they, they, they tried to electrocute him, but it didn't work. They tried to hang him, and they tried to do all this stuff, and... 
there were some uh, Jewish people in the in the in the audition, and, and I said, yeah. They said, no, it's funny. It's like they hang them and then they can't. I said, yeah, like you bring some Jewish people into a room and you and you they think it's a shower, but it's gas. And they said, right. I said, right. That ain't funny. So to me, it wasn't funny about putting a rope around my mf and net either. I made a point. The guy was like, who the hell is this little nigga? Like this. I got a yeah. part in a movie in 19... 19- yeah. Okay. Now, let me point something out. All right. Did he just say a rope around his neck wasn't funny? Yeah. You see, they still laugh, right? Yeah. That's the amount of respect that we have. Now, let's segue into BET. <laughs> the Megan the Stallion trial is very interesting. If it were anyone else, we would just flat out call him a liar. She's admitted to lying, but she's still the victim because she felt she had to lie because of black people. Cool. You know, have you ever seen BET insert themselves into an active court case? No. And and I think you're you're talking about the op-ed, right? What BET put out? Let me look. Right. I'm going to see if I can find it. CET said something about we got to protect black women by all means, even if it's at the hands of a black man. Oh, here it is. And I'm just like, wow. Interesting because one hour previously before BET posted that, a witness said, I seen a a woman firing shots. I seen this. So despite an eyewitness saying that it did. Y'all still saying it was a black man who hurt black women. So what we're dealing with is it's, it's not going to really matter what happens. The performance vessels, right? The, the exploitation vessels, entertainment, they're going to stick with their story. Yeah, it was interesting because um, it's like the, let's see, BET ain't really black except they are not owned by black people. Right. So it's a vehicle for, I think the Reds, the Redstones own BET. Um, it's like, let's see. Okay, just like you said, what's the leading, leading cause of black people right in the beginning? So I looked it up and, went, and guess what I said? Leading causes of black death. Guess what it pulled up? It pulled what? up only men. Leading, yep, of course. Oh, leading causes of black male death. I tried to put up, put in women. It would not include women in it. It would only show us, which is a little strange to me because I thought women are black. And as well as uh, the men, but it's only pulling black males. Which number one they said was heart disease. So anyway, go ahead. Oh yeah, I mean, what well, go 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 ahead and tell us some of the leading causes because we can segue into something else. Give me the top. Give me the top five. All right, hold on one second. I was looking up the owner of BT. Hold up. I think it's. Uh, off the top, I think it's the let's say ways. Okay, see, I just did it again. 
And it's this leading cause. Oh, what the hell? Oh, this, this, okay, this thing is tripping. Okay, so number one, heart disease. Two, cancer. Three, unintentional injuries. Uh, well, it keeps jumping back to 2017. So for the sake of this, heart disease, cancer. Number three, injuries. Number four, homicide. Five, stroke. And six, diabetes. Um, and this so is 27. Um, 2017 heart disease. I'm trying to get closer. I keep pulling, trying to pull. Oh, heart disease is number one. What's number two? Uh, cancer. What's number four? No, what's number three? Uh, unintentional injuries and number four is homicide. Number four. So like random shit, car accidents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I know what number four is. And you said number five to six or what? Yeah, well, it, change, it changes. It looks like it changes by age. Uh, so one through 19 years is homicide number one. 20 through 44 is homicide. And four, 45 through 64 is heart disease. So apparently there's more older dudes, so they're... That's taking the number one slot, but between one and forty-four years old, homicide is the number one uh, way to die of a black man. So, so the primary way that we're dying, and it won't pull. Not even really a concern. Yeah, they won't pull women at all. A whole bunch of Die for okay, number but, three. Yeah, so it kind of, it shifts by age. Well, yeah, we know everything is gonna change by age. Yeah. I mean, okay, so is there any age dynamic where murder is the number one cause of death amongst blacks? Yeah, one through what is it? What age one, one through forty four. One through forty-four. Yeah. Homicide. Interesting. So, so basically, after forty-four, then we start dealing with like natural causes and shit. But before, but before well, that, it becomes heart disease. Yeah. Right. Forty-five. Forty-five to sixty-four, and then sixty-five through eighty-four, it goes cancer. And then 85 plus is just basically heart disease from there on out. Uh, heart disease and cancer from 45 on out. The homicide drops off the spectrum once you make it past 45. You got to, past 45, you got a greater, you're almost as equally able to die by HIV or by the flu as homicide after age 45. Right. Yeah. And and clearly, <clears throat> clearly, black people dying at the end of a gun is almost like a celebrated thing at this point. We try to, we try to treat it like we really be sad to look at everything that come of it. Yeah, well, I mean, like, okay, so 
um, it, to get back to, to what you're saying, with the Denzel thing, is apparently what's not funny is put out as propaganda and entertainment by the same people that wanted to put a noose around Denzel's neck in the movie. If you look at uh, who owns the record companies, who's been doing these deals, who's been suppressing positive black music, uh, who's been pushing gangster music, like I was talking about one of the other early pods, 300 Entertainment with Leor Cohen, how they were trying to get Young Thug and Lil Wayne shooting at each other, and then you got uh, YFM, YFM Lucci and Young Thug, and then you got... Uh, what's the other guy? Oh, oh, Mo Three and all them, and then what's his name? Uh, what's the guy from Memphis that got killed? Uh, Young Dolph getting killed by uh. So, but then they but then they, they want to use the muse and it. But this interesting because last night I was watching this thing right. It just actually came on my YouTube randomly and it was talking about how Lee, uh, uh, Kevin Lyles went to uh, in uh, what's his name Young Thug's trial Kevin Lyles went in there and vouched for Young Thug and was saying that they're going to start some business ventures together and how the powers that be are lobbying to make a law so where you can't use a person's art against them in a trial. So they want to be able to keep perpetuating and pushing of course. murder music, which we call spells anyway, yep. unabated. They want to be able to keep churning up dead people and creating scenarios of death legally so they can keep making money. Exactly. So, and Denzel just said it. Oh, we want to ha hang you and do all this other stuff in the movie. But he's like, oh, how about we just have a movie where we're, we uh, gas you uh, shower, but it's really gas. And see, that wasn't cool, though. But it's cool for us to be getting electrocuted, hung, lynched in film and in the streets. And our kids out here blowing each other's brains out, what to uh, as a and the, as your music as the backdrop, hypnotizing them young minds into doing whatever they're doing on top of instead of addressing what's really going on. Right, uh, turning these, turning these dudes into little gremlins. Yeah. So now what you're seeing, okay, for instance. A uh, uh, purveyor, uh, one of the purveyors of the music, Master P, who Percy, Percy Miller, and Little Romeo, his son, and even with uh, Ice Cube and Sir Jinx, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. um, Master P got basically getting caught out for having his hand in the cookie jar and 
and uh, taking uh, little, all of Lil Romeo's money. So in our culture, I guess it's kind of been acceptable for adults to just anything a kid brings in while yes. you're a minor, it's mine. Any Anything our kids bring in is ours or we have forever rights to it. And when it comes, we have a right to let you know, right? We can look at all these examples like the one cat, Philip uh, Buchanan. Right when he went to the league, the first thing his mom told him, "You owe me a million dollars." Yeah. Right now, I don't really know what happened with that, how that came to be. Uh, maybe there was a conversation being had, but the 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 nerve of you, <clears throat> like like that that that's the thing. Oh, you've done this, okay? I supported your shit. I, I I've always wanted the best for you. Now you owe me. Yeah. To the to the tune of a million dollars. I've I've calculated what I'm owed by you. Like that that that's crazy to, to me the concept of the person who brought you into the world, you repay them. I mean like to me, whatever you do for them is what you do for them, but like repay, man, dog, I don't owe you. Yeah. That's not the but whole, yeah. That 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 that's the way of thinking. When you when you come from nothing like we do, and you're poisoned like we are, right? This is this is something that we don't really want to admit. <clears throat> this is something that's swept up under the rug, or we point at the child and say, "Oh, you're ungrateful. You're this. You're that." Well, what I'm going to say is. If you brought the kid in the world to bring them joy, that's weird because the kid don't come out celebrating. You're the one who come out celebrating. Yeah. So you're the one who needs to be grateful. Right? And yeah. and, and and if you do your best and you do a good job, most of the time, your kids are going to be grateful and respect you. But there's going to be ups and downs and whatever whatever but but the way things is going now it's like we're doxing these kids yeah it's, it's, it's the weirdest thing we keep putting them in these odd positions and when they're children they move like children so they become adults and we want them to remain children well yeah. it's it's okay it's really like uh what is that a 360 deal on your kids we're three, six. Yeah. See, that's yeah. for successful kids. If you're a failure, they don't want that 360. See, if you're losing, they don't want that 360. You're right, bro. It's just like a 360 deal for kids. Yeah, so... But we want to complain about the other man and them people that Denzel talking about doing things and ripping and Kanye and ripping us off. But we're doing that, some of us, to our own kids. And which I see that was Master P's actually doing. And, and, and if you look at Master P... 
and, and I looked over a lot of that stuff. And I, I had dealings with Master P in the past, in the 90s. Master P essentially, uh, what do you call that? That's like some little small micro Bernie Madoff type shit. Like, I'm going to take all this money and invest it in other shit. And what happened with Master P is it failed. Oh, clearly. See, No Limit was really the only real successful venture that I could see that he was engaged in. And as much as I love And Little Romeo property. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard a positive No Limit album? Is there like, is there a No Limit artist that ever spoke spoke life into the community? Um, with their music. No. Uh, what's his face? Uh, let me see. No, but I think let's see. Cain and Abel weren't too far off the path. You know, they were on the edge and uh Young Bleed weren't too wasn't too bad, but the rest of it, um no. But does anyone on their publishing? No, from what I understand. What because when he tried well, I tried to do business with him, yeah, he kind of snaked me a little bit. And it was some shady ass shit. And and so, but he gave me a lot of game at the same time. So what I'm seeing with Master P is he he was on, on what distributed by Priority. Who owns who owns Priority? Which is the same people that put uh, uh, NWA in them out. Easy E. Okay, Priority Records. So. Um, priority. Right. Who owns Priority? Well, priority Records. Oh, the CEO. Who's the CEO? Like? Oh, Brian Turner. Yeah, Brian Turner. Um, 66-year-old Canadian. Oh, here he is. Brian Turner, music, okay, the founder of Priority in 1985, the country's largest independent label in the 90s. He sold a portion of it to EMI in 96 and the remainder, so he don't own it no more, so it's a Canadian. He worked with a multitude of artists, NWA, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, and Mac-10. He put it out Friday, uh, next day air. Damn. So he, damn near single-handedly, put out all some. The, all the foolishness and propaganda. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he's in charge of that. Come on, bro. Next day air. Come on, bro. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he. And the California Raisins. It says, which were black people. Clearly. (laughs) 
Yeah, he said the most dangerous. Okay. He released a debut solo album for NWA in 88. And the album was called. So this stuff destroyed the streets. It, it was propaganda. Next, next to the movie Colors. And let's see. Wow. Interesting. So let's see, but so master when I was looking at Master P's stuff, Master P if could possibly be criminally liable for what he did to Lil Romeo. And that's what I think that little Romeo is floating. If this gets exposed and he's been stealing money to pay his taxes from his grown ass. 18 is grown. So after 18, the Master P is stealing, still stealing money from him and uh, other artists and using it to pay other bills. I would uh, tax bills and stuff like that. I'm seeing this could be take on a, a criminal element. A lot of people ain't saying that, but this could potentially be because a record company ain't nothing but a loan. Uh-huh. And when you get into loan territory, it's a problem. But if you're like Lil Romeo and there ain't really no loan involved, you're just taking his money. Now we got a problem. Now there's another problem. Uh-huh. There, little Romeo talking about he just got his first rap snacks te- uh, check, but but he's like thirty some years old, so he's been yeah, on rap snacks for a good ten years. Why are you just now getting money from that? Like, man, how does that sound? So yeah, man, this is this is this is gonna get this is gonna get interesting. Because the rap snacks people don't. Well, Master P was saying he owned the shit. So apparently he didn't own it. So I'm assuming, well, he probably didn't own the little noodles and this little Snoop Dogg product he's pushing right now uh, with the Snoop Loops, the little cereal, is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my life. Has no nutritional value to the community, and this is exposing Snoop as well as being someone who is a purveyor of trash. Yeah, um, I, I yeah, I, I mean, don't even really know what, what to say to that. I mean, <laughs> that, that sounds that sounds pretty accurate, bro. That 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 sounds that sounds pretty accurate. I. When 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 the Snoop Loops first hit, mm-hmm. how you doing? I guess you can do about. I was looking up what it was and what was in it and the nutritional value of it, and yeah. all like that. And yeah, man, it it was a little crazy to see the lack of quality. And, yeah, and you know, it's just like if this is us or for us and this and that the the haves have to understand the have nots they don't got it like that so so they're gonna need they're gonna need all the attention possible like 
you're going to have to help us make good decisions, bro, because clearly we haven't made good decisions. Yeah, so I'm on the official site of the Snoop Serial. It's got Snoop Serial, uh, our journey. This is the journey. Oh, this is some bull crap talking about some dude named Captain Ace and Snoop Serial to the rescue. Man, bro. So the heartbreak of homelessness can't be solved by providing a, a bed for the night, a hot meal, and a shower or financial assistance alone. We address the root causes of the homelessness with our holistic approach while simultaneously keeping families together. We listen to our families, give them a voice, advocate for them, and empower our families with the tools they need to succeed. We support charities such as Door of Hope. We're on the, so this is, with this purchase, you're making a difference. We are proud to support future bosses through education and sports. Our mission is to help tackle homelessness and needy families. So this nigga is selling cereal over the internet Snoop, oh, he changed the name. It's Snoop Cereal now because I guess he had a problem with the uh, loops. So he got one with a dog, one with a polar bear, and one with a wolf. And this shit got no nutritional value under Brodus Foods. Thank you. Um, so let, let me wait. Let me ask you this real quick. You said it's called what? What's the name of it? Brodus Foods? Yeah, that's the company. It's under. Oh, Brodus Foods. I get it. Yeah. Calvin Brodus. Okay, so... Yeah. So, like, that's the manufacturer? Uh, That's the... Probably the... Okay, Dora Hope. Yeah. Yeah. So, he has... He has a situation where he's employing people... And they, they make this cereal. Well, they probably not making it. They probably buying that shit from China or using some That's, some company. Okay. There it is, a brand. I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming they're a branding company. They're going to sell the, the cereal. And when you promise to give money to a nonprofit, I think by law you only got to give like 2% of the money. So Dora Hope is a Christian nonprofit based in Pasadena, serving Los Angeles County. Dora Hope is one of the only homeless shelters that can shelter any kind of family together. So what denomination? So Dora Hope Southeast North is basically look like it's based in Pasadena and is it's a community. It's something in Portland. We got some tied to Portland. Huh. So. Oh, door is is oh, dude. This is leading into some weird sh looking shit. See, I'm gonna keep it real, bro. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at our situation. Yeah. Right. And I give credit where credit is due. Like that this is the whole thing with the masterpiece shit. Yeah. Niggas wanna get credit for yesterday's game, 
but you're doing shitty right now. Right? Just imagine a coach. Your team's playing terrible. And you bring up, well, here's what I've done in the past. Yeah. Uh, I've done this. I've done that. Da, da, da. But right now, things is crazy. The team is fighting. Motherfuckers is flunking out of school. Parents is, you know, involved in financial scandals. But before I here was the image. So you shouldn't be able to say nothing now. And, And the thing is, is that black people have got to understand your kids will always be your kids. Yeah. But that's that won't always be a kid. Right. Six, 16, 26. How you want to do the math, nigga? Five. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I know this. There comes a point where a kid becomes old enough to where you feel you shouldn't have to be accountable for them and they should have to take care of themselves. So why can't a kid at some point be like the stuff I couldn't say anything about? I have to say something about now. Even, Even if it was something from back then, because if I don't address it now, the longer I don't say nothing, the longer it won't be an issue. Yeah. Right? A lot of black parents, they they decide when they stop smacking their kid. Yeah. They think it's disrespectful for a kid to be 15 and say, yo, you don't got to put your hands on me. This is who we are. This is where we come from. So how dare this nigga ask for his money? Yeah. Remember when Michael Jackson did that interview when he was yeah. talking Do about Do you know Trump? what? A lot of people, a lot of people are saying that little Romeo's a brat. He's spoiled. Yeah. But I'm like, right. how you gonna be a thirty-some-year-old spoiled? That's impossible, bro. This is business. Look, I, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I I've dealt with Master P, I, and I'm telling you, bro, if you ever de- dealt with P, th- verbally, this dude is impossible to get at in a way to where you're gonna like prevail, especially as somebody he's had mental control over their whole life. I'm I'm sure Romeo feels like this dude is so slippery. I'm tired of talking to this dude. Hey, man, listen, bro. Yeah, why are you pulling in like that? And let me get out this parking lot, bro. This dude pulled up in this parking lot so motherfucking aggressive up at McPherson's, bro. Let me get up out of here. Anyway, though, all close up on you, huh? Where P from? Watch this. Where P from? Huh? Where's Master P from? Well, he says says from Louisiana, but uh, all right. Well, well, he he is because if he wasn't, you know, that would have came out. So yeah, he's from there now. Watch this. Where baby from? Uh, Louisiana. Nah, nigga, they from New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, they from Louisiana, but they from New Orleans, though. Okay. What they 
What what happened with what happened with baby and the dude who he called his son? Contract dispute. See, the he, thing is, he, he ripped them off. He said he ripped them off. Where they from? Where they? Where these dudes come from? Yeah. They only pay who they have to. Yeah. Or who they want to? Yeah. That's the that's the reality of this shit. Yeah. Good point. And, yeah. And little Romeo know it. And what the issue is is it's the typical thing with black people. If it's wrong, don't say nothing. Even though we the main ones. Who taught that wrong is wrong, right is right, right? We say that. But then, bro, let a nigga come up incorrect. If if it's somebody with enough clout, if it's somebody who we respect enough, mm-hmm. uh, man, bro, they, they don't got to do right by nobody. Yeah. You know? And, and that... That's just, that's just how, that's just how that go, bro. Like, you know, when when you got a grown man asking for his money, and then cats want to pretty much tell him, well, you should have money. Listen, rich people sue people more than anybody. Yeah. Rich people always want their money. I can guarantee you. If me and you owe Puffy $250, he would contact us about the money. Well, they'll recoup it. See, this is the funny thing. It's like um, if, okay, like the one guy on No Limit was talking about last night uh, online. What's his face? Let me see if I can find it. He said he was on No Limit. Masterpiece signed him, gave him a couple houses. And five thousand dollars, but when they went back to check their royalties later, he whips out all these uh, receipts and said, "Man," he said, "At the end of this meeting, we found out we owe Master P a million dollars." So Master P, like I said, these bit these deals are alone. So they gonna get their money, but when you try to get yours, there's a motherfucking problem. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what people don't understand. Oh, you should you, and somebody tried to twist out of it and say, well, well, uh, he shouldn't go at his dad like that. I'm like, your dad shouldn't be stealing from you past eighteen. So apparently Master P is trying to say, hey, Romeo owed me money. I'm charging him for, for being born. I'm charging him for being his dad. If you charge me for being my for your dad. Yeah. In the in the black listen, in the black community, we can charge our children. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and, and, and it, it's cool. Hey, bro, look, I seen a thing. Where they were praising a little nine-year-old boy because he wanted to save money to buy his mama house. Now there's nothing wrong with that. You should want to do that for your mom. But in the black community, we completely champion the idea that children can take care of their parents. It's okay. And I'm not talking about 
grown, successful. No, I'm talking about if you have anything going for yourself, you can take care of your parents. Yeah, That goes to show how bad we are doing as a collective. We're the only ethnicity where that's okay, per se, or that's a understood thing. That's an understood practice. Yeah. Right? Like, like, bro, we, you know, it normally, it just doesn't go that way. Like, that's just not anything that happens in that fashion. Okay. But with, but with us, we have so little, and when we do get something, everybody wants their piece. Yeah. Right? If, you, if you live I in learned, a house. I learned there's people that was immigrants, too. A lot of black immigrants, I know to be doing right. that. But 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 here's the thing, even though we're from here, we still have like immigrant style resources for 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 us to get by, bro. Think about this: black families became so big because the children were assets. Motherfuckers wasn't having these kids because they wanted to be happy. It was like churning them out. Because the more kids we have, the more kids we can put to work to help us around here to earn. Yeah. And and these is these is all facts. Right? I, I talked to older people who just, you know, admitted it like way back in the day. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about like the, the mid 80s type shit. You talking to them and they just giving you the game. Yeah, and it's been going on since the beginning of time. But so Master P, what is he? What is he trying not to say? <laughs> that his business really wasn't as good as it says, and so he made his son work, which his son is saying, and so uh, he's charging his son. Met, been charged. That, I mean, because if he ever goes to court, that's what he's gonna say. I was his manager. And I had a certain because there's like something called a law called a child labor law. Forgot what it's called. Um, where if your your child is making more money than you, you got to set fifteen at least fifteen percent aside for that kid as an adult. So what is it called? Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was called. I'll see, I can, if I can think of it. it wanna say, well, let me tap in with this. Your boy Kodak Black? Yeah. See, now I'm understanding, and I've understood for a while. He, Some of these motherfuckers is a little bit smarter than what we think that excuse me, than what we think they are, right? Like, yeah. I remember when P was trying to mentor Kodak Black, and Kodak Black was all like, nah, nigga, this shit is shakedown. And he pretty much was all like, nigga, you ain't, nigga, I'm not, I'm not your son. Who, I'm not who, little who, Romeo. Right? And yeah. was all like, oh, nah, did it, uh, I just was trying to do this, and uh, Kodak Black was like, nah, this nigga was trying to get in my business and make it to where he could funnel some of my money to him. Yeah. He was trying to get paid off me. Yeah. Now, this comes to light, and I'm just like, well, damn. I could have swore Kodak Black said something similar. Yeah. 
Okay, it's called Coogan Law. C O O G A N L Coogan. Coogan Law is yeah. That trust thing where the parents can't take because I think it's put in. That's how Gary Coleman and some other people got. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but yeah. So yeah, Master P was trying. Yeah, he tried to step in front of my business in front of funnel some money. That's why I was trying to say when I did business with him. I was having an issue. He was trying to, him and uh, Tobin Costin, his manager at the time, trying to step in front and trying to steal a bunch of money. But I blocked it. He got mad. So they get mad when you call it out. Real mad. Um, Yeah, Kodak, Kodak was like, yeah, because everyone knows really was starting to come out. It's kind of like with the Trump thing and the tax return and the tax returns. It's like, oh, you don't want your tax returns out there. Right. Like Lil Romeo saying, like your image is your image, but reality is totally different, bro. And I, that's that's man. I, look, I know exactly the because man, come on, bro. I come from one of them households where. It's about the image and the reality of it. You just need to suffer with the reality. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, man, when a nigga don't want to, now it's a problem and this, that, and the third. But like I say, in the black community, anybody that could call you by your name, call them by a title? Yeah. You got you got trouble on your hands when you want to have a conversation. Yeah, and also right, dads and moms do not like to have conversations with people too. Yeah, and if especially if they've done something wrong. Like, and, and what's so called? Think about how bad this shit was a hundred years ago. Yeah, that's when Cougar's Law was put in, damn near a hundred years ago. Right, like. Uh, I remember the Tina Turner movie when she went to go live with her mom and the first thing the mom said was like, nigga, I don't give a fuck. I'm not apologizing about shit. You hear? Boo, boo, boo. Ba, ba, ba. I don't give a fuck what I did. I said, oh, my God. But I was living in that type of household, so I understood. Yeah. You know, see, now when we talk about it, motherfuckers will get mad. Yeah. Right? Because... We, we live in a world to where we marginalize we marginalize uh, accountability so much that we're only accountable to who we have to be accountable to. Yeah. Right? For instance, if you're doing wrong by your kid, your mom could say something about it before your kid can. Yeah. Right? We'll tell our kids in a minute, I don't give a fuck what I'm doing wrong. You don't tell me shit. Yeah. I'm your dad. Yeah. Damn. We we gonna you know it's interesting with this uh with this Deion Sanders thing also and his son following him everywhere. So I wonder if his son does make it to the league and gets really, really big money, how is his father gonna lay into him? If his father's not laying into him already. So if you're the star quarterback and your dad's winning behind you, how much is it 
your the son or how much is it the father or is it a co-collaboration and then and will history show or history expose the true dynamics of that relationship and will it ever play out in social media i wonder close out i gotta go get ready to go somewhere but yeah this is good talking to you we'll uh, we'll chop it up some more all right bro bro. all right man Peace. peace Politico.com. Yeah.